This is a Soulfire production. Welcome to my channel. I'm your host, Christina. I'm an intuitive channel, 7D healer, business mentor, and manifestation expert. On this podcast, we discuss how to tap into your intuitive gifts, manifest the life you want, create a kick-ass business in flow, and take a holistic approach to health and wellness. Don't forget to connect with me on Instagram at ChristinaTheChannel and on my website, ChristinaTheChannel.com. Happy Thanksgiving, friends. I hope you're having a wonderful Thanksgiving. If you're listening to this podcast on Thanksgiving, special thank you to you for making time on your Thanksgiving to listen to my show. I very much appreciate that. I'm very impressed and grateful for your dedication. However, I'm sure most of you are listening to this after Thanksgiving, in which case I hope you had a great celebration. I hope you ate a lot of delicious food and hopefully you got to spend some time with loved ones. I know things are a little bit different this year, but I think we can always make the most of what's going on. And I think of any year, this year has probably highlighted the things that we can be grateful for. That's the power of contrast allows you to really appreciate things in a new light. I'm recording this podcast in advance, but I am going to my parents' cabin for Thanksgiving week. I'm really excited to just get away and be in the forest and reconnect with nature and take some time off. And I have been eyeing all of the new Netflix Christmas movies. So as soon as Thanksgiving is done, I'm sure I'll be binge watching those. They're probably going to be really bad, which means I will thoroughly enjoy it. I love all Christmas movies, all the cheesy ones, all the corny ones. I love them. And I don't know what we're going to cook for Thanksgiving this year. I'm sure it will be the huge, but I love any excuse to cook up a feast. So I'm just excited to have some chill time. And I have not been to our cabin in a really long time. And it's just one of my favorite places to relax, chill out, disconnect, really be in nature. And I haven't really been in that much nature in a while. So I'm really, really excited about it. And I'm sure it will be the recharge I need. I think we could all use a recharge right now. And I'm already planning things I'm going to do when I take most of that week off. I actually have a lot of podcasts that I want to listen to and course content to catch up on. I am a perpetual learner of different things. That's why I like podcasting. I love to learn about things that feel really unrelated to me as well, because I feel like it helps me think about things that are closer to me in a new way, if that makes sense. Speaking of catching up on podcasts, if you haven't yet listened to my friend Sarah Small's show, The Uncensored Empath, You will love her show if you listen to this one. Sarah has been on this show before and I was also on her podcast. So check those episodes out if you haven't already. 
We talk about a lot of similar topics. She talks about her 15-year journey with chronic illness, overcoming loss and grief, and how to build a highly successful business as an empath and highly sensitive person. She talks about all things energy, neuroscience, spirituality, intuition, all the good stuff. So if you want to check out her podcast, you can just search The Uncensored Empath on Apple Podcasts. Catch up on podcasts, watch some holiday movies. It's a great Thanksgiving break. I still call it Thanksgiving break even though I'm not in school. And this is the weekend for Black Friday deals. So if you are not on my newsletter list, I would highly recommend joining. If you go to christinathechannel.com, you can sign up there. But I'm going to send out a list of all of the Black Friday Cyber Saturday (laughs) Thanksgiving weekend sales. You can take advantage of it. So I'll send out all of my favorite companies and discount codes to get percentages off so you can see if you want to stock up on any products. It's a good time to stock up. I feel like there are three times a year when I really buy things, Black Friday weekend being one. Last year, I got a, a huge TV, like 68 inches or something crazy like that, almost 70. And it was only $300. That's why I love Black Friday. So be on the lookout for my post with all of the deals. And you know, I have my own Black Friday sales as well. If you regretted not signing up for the pod course, because you know, deep in your heart, you are meant to podcast. You are meant to share your voice and your message with the world. Well, it is your lucky day because We are putting the pod course on sale as an evergreen course that you can do at your own pace. It's going to be $100 off for this weekend only. So if you are ready to launch a kick-ass podcast and you want it all mapped out for you, everything from technology, editing, naming your show, finding your niche, marketing, promotion, finding guests, building your community, and of course, monetizing, then this course is for you. Learn from people who have done it themselves. I have been podcasting for five years now. I've had a lot of ups and downs and I've tried a lot of things, made a lot of mistakes and really just want to help other people get their message out there, use their voices and get to skip over all of my mistakes. So you're getting everything I've learned combined with Kelly and Connor from Soulfire Productions. They both have years of podcasting experience. They've hosted multiple podcasts and they run a production company and they work with so many different shows to help them really maximize their growth, monetization, and impact. If you're wondering, should I start a podcast? Yes, you should. Because if you're wondering that, you have that little nudge within you. And guess what? People who shouldn't start a podcast don't have that nudge. It's a great way to show up to the universe and say, look, I am ready to make a change. I'm ready to make a difference. I am ready to stop playing small and I am ready to share my message. I want to help people. I am ready to step into my purpose. So if you want to start a podcast, skip all of the mistakes and learn from people who have done it themselves. Check out the pod course. This is also great if you have a show, but it's not really gaining traction. It hasn't really taken off the way you want it to, or maybe you're struggling with it then the pod course is also for you. So this sale will only be this weekend. We are selling it as an evergreen course. It is $100 off the normal price of that evergreen content. So you're getting a discount. Sign up now, Christmas present to yourself. That will pay it forward for you for years to come because we teach you how to monetize so you can make money off your show. 
just head to thepodcourse.com. You'll find all the information there and that's where you can purchase the course. So check out the pod course. And then of course, as always, if you're looking to give yourself a little holiday gift and you want to binge on a ton of content, check out the Uplevel membership. That is where I post all of my channeled messages, Ascension School, messages channeled from different Ascended Masters and also energy updates, plus so many video trainings, exclusive blog posts about all things intuition, manifestation, energy, wellness. We have an amazing community. You can connect with other people in the community on the community forum. Join our monthly Q&A calls. They are so much fun. Our monthly manifestation activation calls. It's a monthly membership, so you can cancel anytime. You can find all of the information at christinathechannel.com slash membership. And if you want to gift yourself something extra nice, don't forget to check out the healing circles. The December ones may or may not be full by the time this is released, but if there are spots left, you should still grab them. You can join a 70 healing circle where I will send 70 high healing and then give the group a channeled message. These are in small group settings and then also the intuitive guidance circle. So you can ask personal questions and then I will share what comes through intuitively. These are really magical, beautiful containers. And if you have not yet come to a healing circle, then I would highly recommend checking it out. And you can sign up at christinathechannel.com slash services. A lot to keep you busy this weekend. I always feel like Thanksgiving week, Thanksgiving weekend, and also same thing around Christmas. I always think I'm going to take time off and it's so busy catching up on things and talking to people, it ends up being really busy. So I'm going to try and make a conscious effort to actually give myself some quiet time. And I hope you get to do that as well. I just got a new pair of blue blocks, blue blockers, and I am obsessed with them. I got the Hudson frames, the blue light for daytime. If you work on your computer all day long, the blue light glasses from blue blocks are a must. If you want to prevent migraines, headaches, digital eye strain, macular degeneration. I notice that my head hurts so much if I don't wear my blue blocks. I wear the blue light lenses during the day. If you want some color therapy, you can also go with their summer glow. This is best for people who work under more intense artificial lighting. And if you struggle with seasonal depression, especially at this time of year, they have a slightly yellow tint. So you are getting that protection from the blue blockers plus the color therapy. And of course, in the evenings, the sleep plus red lenses. This is the only true 100% blue and green light blocking lens on the market for after sunset use. I've tried so many blue blockers before and I did not experience the same results that I experienced with blue blocks. This company really understands the science behind this. If your lenses are orange, you are not completely blocking yourself from the full spectrum of blue and green light that we want to block after sunset when the sun goes down in order to protect our sleep and balance our hormones. You'll notice a huge difference if you switch to the Sleep Plus red lenses. These are a must if you struggle with your sleep, if you have a hard time getting to sleep, staying asleep. Also, if you have low energy during the day, if you feel like you're not that productive during the day, if you struggle with any headaches, and also if you notice imbalances in your mood, like feeling cranky, sleepy, tired, and if you have imbalanced hormones. So if you're looking to balance your hormones naturally, it's so important to optimize your sleep, of course, and optimize your circadian rhythm. And a big piece of this is wearing blue blockers. 
It's a simple thing to do. Everybody can do it. And Blue Blocks is the best. They have so many different frames that you can pick from. They have about 20 different frames. You can also send in your own frames and they can turn them into Blue Blocks for you. And they have a custom-made prescription service available as well. And I will tell you, I always get compliments on my Blue Blocks. I love their glasses. If you do not yet have a pair of Blue Blocks, if you don't use Blue Blockers or if you have any other brand of Blue Blockers, I am going to tell you, you need these in your life. You can check out all of their frames, learn about the science behind the brand by heading to blueblocks.com. That's B-L-U-B-L-O-X.com. And you can use my code wellness, W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S for 15% off. Again, that's blueblocks.com. And you can use my code wellness, W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S for 15% off. And when you get your pair, make sure you tag me on social media so I can see what pair of frames you got. So on today's podcast, I really want to talk about a perspective, a potential perspective to try on. It's really in the realm of thought experiments. I am very into thought experiments. The first time I took a philosophy class, I was in high school and I thought I was going to hate it. I thought I was going to hate it. And I loved it so much. It was so interesting to me to read different philosophers' work. And you know what I loved about philosophy so much was the questions that philosophers were exploring, the thought process behind it, how there could be very compelling arguments for a number of perspectives. And also because I felt like an outsider for a really long time, especially growing up, I felt like I just thought differently than other people. And I do think differently than a lot of other people. And I'm sure a lot of people listening to this can relate to that too. And I had a really hard time connecting with people my age, but also people in general growing up, because I felt like I was grappling with these existential questions at a ridiculously young age that I was trying to wrap my head around. I was very concerned about the meaning of everything, and no one really knew how to respond. I mean, I remember I remember being so paralyzed when I was like four or five years old about the possibility that if I was looking at the color blue, someone next to me could see that same color and they could call it blue, but it was actually what I saw as green. And that was how I I thought of it when I was really little. And I remember asking my parents around it. My mom was just like, what? I don't even, I can't, I can't do this. And I get it. But I had a lot of big questions and a lot of intense thoughts and I was trying to wrap my brain around things and that that thirst for a deeper level of conversation was not satisfied until I started reading different philosophers and especially in that first class we were learning a lot about different ontological arguments and we were reading Plato and Aristotle and Descartes and Nietzsche and I I loved it. I thought it was so interesting. And here's the thing about me. I love to understand the way people think. And I don't need to agree with everything I explore, but I like to just explore different perspectives because 
I feel like there's just always something to learn whether or not you take on that thought process as your own. It's interesting to explore. So philosophy for me was always something I loved to study in college. I took a lot of philosophy classes. I actually thought about changing my major to philosophy and then I felt like there was no point, but I'm getting sidetracked. So the reason why I explain this is because this is what it's like for me often when I get messages from my guides. They will show me metaphors, examples, analogies, or offer me a perspective, not to say this is truth, but more so that I can try it on and learn something from it. And and a lot of times when I have felt stuck, they'll offer a perspective shift for me. And again, it's not to say, hey, this is true or not, but more of what if you explored this, what would what would shift in your life? And today I wanted to talk about a perspective that comes up quite often. I've I've gotten a message around this with a lot of clients to share this with them and it helps a lot of people. And it's about thinking about your life as if it was a video game, which seems simple enough, but I think a lot of people hear that and don't really go deeper into it. But if you really if you really tried that on, it can be very liberating and illuminating in terms of what you would release in your life and what you would care about or not care about. And I know that this can trigger a lot of people. Don't get me started. Because of, you know, all the talk about simulation theory. And this is not about whether or not simulation theory is true or not. That's not the point of this at all. If you're not familiar with simulation theory, it is the theory that all of reality is actually an artificial simulation, like a computer simulation, which a lot of people refer to as an offshoot of Plato's allegory of the cave. If you have read that, you probably know what I'm talking about. That was one of the first pieces of philosophy I read. And if you're not familiar with the allegory of the cave, you should definitely check it out because it's just a really interesting thought experiment to look into these things. And that's what these are. They're just thought experiments. And maybe you believe in simulation theory, maybe you don't. It's all good either way. The point of this episode and podcast is not to (laughs) tell you to believe in it or not to believe in it. The point is really to help with some perspective shifts in some very tangible parts of our lives. And I was getting dressed the other day and my guides came in very strongly and wanted me to talk about this on a podcast. So here I am. Let's talk about it. I have had a lot of client sessions, like I mentioned, where I am... Well, I'm when I'm sending energy, I'm also receiving intuitive messages that just kind of float in as I am sending the healing. And when I share those, it's it's happened many times where the guides will say, tell insert name of client to think about their life as if it's a video game. This has come up many times and it's often when someone's really caught up in in what's happening in their life. And they're trying to get people to have fun again and to look at what they're taking really seriously and take a step back and 
realize, do I need to take this as seriously? But really think about that. Like, again, just a thought experiment. If your life was a video game and you wanted to win the game of life, what would that look like? What would it mean if your life was a video game? First of all, it would mean that if you're the main character, you're the star of the show, this is your video game. Everyone around you is just part of the video game. They are there to present obstacles, challenge you, help you. Maybe there are some bad guys, some good guys. Maybe there are different creatures that show up. But think about it, if you've ever played a video game you're, and you're the main character and you're going around in this virtual reality and you come across other people in the game, you see them as just other characters. Do you care about what they think about you? Are you emotionally attached to what they think about you? If they're an asshole, they're annoying, they're getting in your way, what do you do? You find a way to move past that opponent. And when you walk past characters in the game, you're not really worried about what you look like. You're not worried about saying something stupid. You know that it's your game. You're the star of the show and everyone there is just a part of this virtual reality, creating this experience so you can overcome obstacles. You can put your skills to the test. You can figure certain things out that make you stronger, power you up get you to the next level. And you're really there because you're on a mission, right? You're on a mission. And part of fulfilling the mission is overcoming the obstacles, meeting certain people and things along the way. And the main thing that matters is really the mission, right? You're usually just zeroed in on, I got to get to the next level, got to find the next thing. Who can help me? Who should I avoid? Who do I not give a shit about? And part of the fun is the journey right? Maybe you like hanging out on a certain level. But the other thing about a video game is when you get really smart, you can start to figure out cheats. You know, like if you're playing The Sims and you figure out Rosebud and is it fair? I mean, it's a video game. If you figured out a faster way to make more money, then why not? If you figured out a faster way to make more money that doesn't hurt anyone and allows you to have more fun in the game, why not? There are also codes within the game and there are codes you can use to unlock things for yourself within the game. Use that to your advantage. There are also a lot of hidden secrets usually that you have to go figure out or things that you might not have come across unless you got the secret code or met the right person. And at the same time, there are also sometimes, depending on the game, a lot of things hidden in plain sight. It's like you overcome the obstacle and this pot of money is just sitting there in the virtual field. And remember, even when the game is hard, you're still having fun, right? You're still having fun playing it. And the challenge is the fun part. There's usually an evil person in power who is acting like the puppeteer. But the whole point of it is that the good guys always win, right? You're the good guy and then you come in and you win. And you know that. You just got to figure out how to make it happen. And it's easier when you figure out the cheat codes. You also know while you're in this video game that everything they tell you is just designed to make you think a certain way. As you explore in the video game, 
all of the other characters around you are programmed, right? And some of them believe certain things. Others might have a different perspective. You're not super emotionally attached to anything because they're all just players in the game, which means you're also not really triggered by someone else thinking something differently than you because you understand they've just been programmed. And we can't forget about the glitches. There could be glitches in terms of cheats we can figure out, cheats we can figure out to advance in the game more easily. But there can also be glitches like areas that don't make sense or walking in circles when you're supposed to be going somewhere different or places where you run up against this invisible wall and you can't move past it. Or maybe there are words or colors that are not supposed to be there. Something got messed up when they when they made the game. Video games can glitch. I know this used to annoy the hell out of me when I played video games growing up. I played a lot of video games. Just so you know, I was I was one of those kids. And you know what is one of the most fraying parts of playing a video game? It's that you can go have this adventure, build different skills, overcome obstacles, meet cool people, see cool things, kick ass, and you're trying to achieve this epic goal. And if you achieve it, you feel like a total badass. And if something goes wrong, you either end up back at the start of whatever level you're on, or you find yourself sort of just back in a circle. You're kind of back where you were five minutes before, or you die in the video game and then you just go back in and play again. And when you go back in and you play again, you usually try a different technique or a different route so that it doesn't happen. But you know, sometimes video games feel so real. It can it can feel really intense. You're so you're so invested. You're so invested and depending on the game, you know, sometimes the graphics are not that good and you don't really feel like you're in it as much. In other games, you feel like you are in it. Your your brain is consumed by it. You feel like you are there and you can you can get lost in it. And you can sometimes bring those emotions out of the game with you. You know, when you when you're afraid in a game of what's going to happen or you're so excited about getting to the next level and then you pause the video game and you sort of carry that energy with you outside of it. It feels very real. So there are a lot of things we could think about when it comes to thinking about video games. And again, the point of this isn't to say whether or not simulation theory is true. I don't I don't get to decide that for you at all. But the point is more of the thought experiment of if your life was a video game, would you approach it differently? Would you be afraid to say the things you wanted to say? Would you be afraid to speak out and share your truth? Would you be nervous to dress the way you wanted to dress? or showcase your real personality? Would you be scared to walk out to people and talk to them and try and make friends? Would you be afraid to ask for help? Would you stop yourself because you're so overwhelmed by fear that you didn't even move forward because there's an obstacle in front of you? Would you totally stop yourself or would you keep moving forward and try it and go for it? Would you have fun while you're in the game, even though it felt intense? Or would you be dreading the whole thing while you're playing it? 
Would you be afraid to stop spending time with certain people, certain characters, I should say, in the game? Or would you feel pretty ready to easily let go of a character that wasn't really helping you serve your mission anymore? Even with all the distractions in the game, would you lose sight of your mission and be afraid to fulfill it? Or would you keep moving forward because you knew you were there to fulfill that mission, to get to the next level. If you found an easier way to do something, would you use the code that could bump you ahead or would you leave it there? Would you trust everything that every character in the game told you? Would you let the bad guy run the show or would you say, Screw this. I'm about to win this video game and let good overcome evil. Would you explore areas that seemed to be hidden or would you run away from them? When you came across different things in the game that seemed really out there or different or they weren't in your current paradigm, would you immediately push them away or would you be open to it because you're in a video game? anything goes. Like, would you think it was weird if an alien popped in or if a centaur showed up or would you just kind of go with it? And if you had magical powers, would you want to use them and develop them or would you push them away because you thought they were weird? If you had magical powers and you could help people in the game and could get you to the next level, would you use them? If you knew that someone in the video game was trying to make you drink this liquid that was actually dulling your magical powers, would you keep drinking it? Would you be afraid of the obstacles? Would you be afraid of the challenges? Would you be afraid of dying in the game? Would you understand that there are people in the game that were trying to manipulate you and make you think a certain thing so that you couldn't get to the next level or so that you couldn't find the codes that would help you skip certain steps and get ahead. If you jumped between realities in the game, would you question it? If you got to redo something, like go back in time in the game, would you question it? Would you stay stuck exactly where you were because you were too afraid, you didn't know what move to make, where to go, or would you just go out and play the damn game and explore and have fun doing it? It's interesting to think about, isn't it? And so when the guides tell people in readings, approach your life as if it's a video game. It's really a way of saying, don't play scared. Do you really have anything to be afraid of? If this is your game, your life, you also get to make the rules and you get to decide if you move through this in a place of fear and feeling stuck and not going any direction because you don't know which direction is the right way to go and being afraid of what other people are going to think of you. Or you can say, I'm here for a mission. I'm going to have fun doing it. I'm going to explore, meet new people. If people don't like me, I don't really give a shit because they're just characters in the game. But also everyone I come across was designed to be here, was designed to be here so that I could learn, I could grow, I could overcome, I could discover. So thank you, game. So the guides often talk about winning the game of life. And what does that mean? 
And the more you understand energy, it's like getting cheat codes within a game. It's like understanding how the game was built. And when you understand how something was built, how a, how a video game was created, you can find cheats, you can find secret passageways and tunnels, you can skip ahead. You're also super open to anything that comes through. Nothing is too wild or crazy, right? You're in a video game, you're open to it. And so what if in your life, you approached your life with this perspective of nothing's too crazy, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be open to whatever pops in this video game. What would you think if you encountered a glitch, you know, like a glitch in the matrix? They happen all the time. What the message really is, is don't play scared. You can actually adjust your reality based on how you play the game. You get to choose how you respond to different things within the game. You are presented with obstacles that are actually designed to help you become stronger. And hey, if you figure out things that can make life easier, like, I don't know, manifestation, lean into it, utilize it. Understand that you are the most aware person in the game, actually, but only if you realize that. And also understand that there's programming in the video game. So in your life, where's, where's their programming around you? Why are things built the way they're built? Why are they created the way they're created? If you want to win the game of life, it's about becoming the best version of yourself and finding the tools that help you fulfill your mission. And it's about fulfilling that mission. That is the main goal. And when something gets in your way, you overcome the obstacle and you move on. If there's a player in the game that used to help you and then they're getting in your way because they're extra baggage, they're actually holding you down, it's time to let them go. They can go into their house in the forest and you can, you know, move on to the next forest you're meant to frolic in. What it's really about is being open, questioning why certain things in our world are designed a certain way, but really fulfilling the purpose, fulfilling the mission and not being afraid and not spending so much time worrying about what other characters think. And where this is valuable is when you feel afraid to move forward, or you feel really scared about what other people are going to think, or you feel like life has no fun to it at all, or you feel like there's no way you can push ahead and get where you want to go. If your life was a video game, what would you do? How would you take control? What changes would you make? So that's the thought experiment. It is about shifting perspective and and putting things into perspective, putting into perspective what matters and what doesn't and deciding to play the game, having fun, exploring, growing, moving through the tests or just standing there and never playing at all. When the guides have given different clients this message, they usually come back to me and they go, you know, I was thinking about that. And I realized I'm so serious. I'm so serious about, about, about my life. And I have realized I just need to have more fun as I'm doing things. I need to just stay in alignment with what I know my soul's purpose is. I don't need to be afraid to release people in my life who are no longer serving me, who don't make me feel good. I don't really need to be afraid of what other people are going to think of me if I just be myself. So if this type of thought experiment offers a perspective for you that can help you release any fear 
I think it's helpful. And that's why learning about different ways of thinking is so valuable because it doesn't mean you have to take on everything as your reality or your truth, but it's just trying things on and it can allow you to realize where there are certain emotions or behaviors, patterns in your life that you feel more comfortable releasing now, ones that don't actually serve you, but you've been too afraid to shift or change. And then you look at it from a different perspective and you realize it's actually not so scary, which actually ties back into my episode about my relationship with death and what this thought experiment brings up for a lot of people is, okay, well, if I die in the game, what happens? Do I get to start over? Is it different? Is it nothing? It's interesting to explore. And when people ask me how I have built confidence over the years, it's a lot of peeling back fear, which is not to say that I'm not afraid of things because there are things that I feel fear around. I'm I'm a human. I experience emotions, but it's about being able to try on different perspectives and realize, you know, what do I really have to be afraid of? And if in my video game, I believe that my soul will just pop back on, maybe as a different character, you know, like in Mario Party when, when you lose, so you just pick a different character because you think that character will give you better luck. Well, if I get to just hop back in the game afterward, usually a reloading period, then what am I really afraid of? And wouldn't that be cool that I could have a different experience each time? Just different things to think about. Again, the purpose of this is not to tell you what to believe and what not to believe. It is simply to open ourselves to a thought experiment, to put things in our lives into perspective. So maybe it's helpful. Maybe it's not. It's helpful for me and a lot of different things I've, I've read in different texts from different philosophers has been helpful for me, whether or not I, I agree with the ultimate conclusion. I just love trying things on and pushing my brain, pushing my beliefs. I'm open to everything. I think it's fun. And like I said, my guides came in very strongly and they said, I wrote, I wrote down things. They said, we want you to do a podcast about winning the game, winning the game of life and give them the analogy of a video game. So I hope this episode was interesting for you. If it was, be sure to share it. You could take a screenshot, share it on Instagram stories and tag me. Helps me so much, means the world to me. And that way I can say thank you for the share comment on my latest Instagram post. If you have any thoughts about this, did it give you any revelations, any perspective shifts? Did you realize that there are certain things in your life you can reframe or not be afraid of, or maybe it it made you feel like you can move forward? Let me know. I would love to hear it. And as always, if you want access to my private Instagram page, it's called the channel crew on Instagram. If you want access to that page, all you have to do is write an iTunes rating and 
review, take a screenshot and DM it to that account, the channel crew. And when you DM your iTunes rating and review screenshot to the channel crew on Instagram and request to follow the account, I will accept it and you'll get access to the page. Thanks again so much for listening. I hope you have the best Thanksgiving weekend. I hope you get to eat a lot of yummy food and I'll chat with you again next episode.